Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Children of Verite. We're so excited to see you. Um, I guess as usual, let's just jump right over. Adam, who are our sponsors today? All right. We have Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Thank you so much for your support. We have an Electrum chest code that is on the overlay uh, and bouncing around in chat. So uh, pay attention to all of those prompts. Thank you, Idol Champions. We have Die Hard Dice. You can use the code Airtay to get 10% off your order. We're also going to be giving away a $20 uh, discount code. Uh, so uh, prompts coming in chat for that as well. So uh, so uh, make sure that you don't miss out on that. Uh, I think we still have some Tailspire codes. So uh, this incredible 3D virtual tabletop that uh, you can uh, check out with these codes. So they are coming too. So all of that is happening in the nerve center of Twitch chat. So, uh, so you know, keep, keep up with what's going on in chat as you're watching the story here tonight. And uh, Die Hard, I, you know, uh, so last time was Alicia, right? Like it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, since it was me last time. That's right. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. And so Die Hard has gifted our cast and thanks uh, Tall Halfling. Uh, at Tall Halfling for this, but Die Hard has gifted our cast with Jen's Jewels of Justice. Oh, Jen's I Jewels love of it. Justice. Oh, um, yeah, for for nice. us to roll here that's tonight. And good. so we're, we're going to use Jen's Jewels of Justice instead of digital dice because the digital dice seem like they bite us in the rear end way right? too much. So, I love the digital dice. Um, no. <laughs> I still use them. I know, right? What's wrong with me? <laughs> and finally tonight you will hear the dulcet tones of sirenscape because epic games need epic sound i am adam bradford the cdo at demiplane we have so much going on these last two weeks are a complete and total blur to me uh, we're getting ready for an open beta for the pathfinder character builder and digital character sheet and uh things are really starting to come together uh we've got a lot of uh you know updates and surprises that are coming out this week uh, for uh, for people who have been into the closed alpha. Um, so we're getting closer and closer to that. So pay attention to that if you play Pathfinder. We have several other games uh, with uh, with news coming here uh, before too much longer as well. So lots going on. Uh, tonight I am playing Silas Sorrell, your wait, dimensionally displaced magical super fan. There it is. I need a little moniker or something more interesting. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, everybody, I'm Alicia Marie. You can find me all over socials at Alicia Marie Body. I'm a custom artist and RPG performer, and I do a lot of cool things. And I actually have a really cool 
summer coming up. I feel like I'm on tour this summer because of all the conventions I'm bouncing around to. So I feel like I should post a tour schedule or something. Uh, anyway, um, tonight, as usual, I am playing Bruce Armstrong, Attorney of the Veil. <laughs> Attorney of the Veil. Um, hello, I am Jen Kretschmer. You can find me on socials as at DreamWisp. Um, I'm actually announcing here for the very first time because I just got the email saying I can t talk about it. Um, I uh, worked on a new system that is coming out from Odiphius called Dreams and Machines, which is super, super cool. Um, I worked on it for a lot of last year. It's a really fantastic, cool, post-apocalyptic sci-fi world. Um, oh I, I'm so excited. They, they dropped a trailer today it. and a website where you can sort mm -hmm. of start to check out the world. Um, dreams and machines. So please check it out. Uh, so it cool. It looks so um, cool. And it comes awesome. out in August. And it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hyped that we can share. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do that among other things. Um, and tonight <laughs> I will be playing uh, your kick them in the jewels of justice, friendly neighborhood troublemaker, Maeve Morgan Finn. Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content manager at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on the socials as Oba Lauren. You can find me in a new show that's going to be coming out soon. Um, hey, you remember sometime in January, we were doing an episode of this show and I was in a different place and there was like antlers behind me. Uh, yes. You should keep an eye on Elder Eye Entertainment because the Velvet Lodge is coming oh. and I am excited. Oh. They, they finally dropped a trailer. So yeah, Jen, Jen, apparently it is also uh, my day to be able to say I was in a thing. <gasps> uh, so yes. My mama bear is coming out. Things, things and stuff and stuff and things. But tonight, <laughs> all I really care about is the things that are happening here on this train uh, with my character, Neb, who is a little overwhelmed, but still kind of happy to be a hero. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. You can watch me be a dungeon master on Misfits of Alsetta on Wednesdays. Uh, but tonight, more importantly, I am playing Miss Robin Beckett, your granny for hire. <laughs> Wonderful. And I'm Deborah Ann Wool. I'm your storyteller this evening. Uh, while many of you seem to have things beginning, I just finished, closed a chapter. We finished doing Angels in America in DC. It was fantastic. I miss all of my friends. <laughs> but it is good to be home. I am no longer in my remote place. I am back with all of my stuff. And uh, I can do voices again because I don't have to worry about ruining my voice. Uh, so that will be very fun. But for now, let's settle in, get yourself something cozy to slip into or drink, and we will begin the 43rd chapter of Children of Erte. So, uncharacteristically, last week was the first time we ended without a major cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> you all <laughs> spoke with Ivy, you got some information, um, you started to put together a lot of the pieces. Pivim, this, this gnome uh, bandicoot uh, creature, has been uh, hanging out with you and helping fill in some of the gaps. Um, but you were all very tired and very dirty and very wounded, um, and so watches were set as you all went to sleep. Uh, I believe Maeve and Feruza, you are up first to do the watch starting at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, oh <laughs> and while this is going on, <laughs> we agreed that anyone who um, 
who watches Maeve drive the train, uses, you know, two to three hours to spend sort of observing Maeve, can pick up enough information to drive the train themselves. So for Ruza, um, you will be observing, if you would like, Maeve as she drives this train through the night. Um, exactly. Neb and Silas, you are going to do the second watch, but right now you are asleep. Um, and Robin and Pibham, you are also at rest. And we'll take the last one. So we'll start with Maeve and Feruza in the cabin. Feruza, you are shoveling uh, <laughs> fuel into the firebox while Maeve keeps an eye on the train. Um, uh, you know, as I said, it's a very clear, beautiful night. The wildlife seems to be sort of coming out again after this storm has passed. Um, and it's, uh, you know, you're, you're warm and toasty in this uh, train engine. It's nice to finally be like actually somewhat comfy and safe, you know what I mean? After like a couple days in the sea underwater. Um, well, until we either hit 2.13 again tomorrow morning or the train stops again, or we hit another avalanche. But yeah, comfy and safe. <laughs> exactly. Are they, in the car we're in, there's, there's like a glass window somewhere, right? It's open. So the, the, oh. the train oh. cabin up front is, there is no no glass really. I mean, it's just open side windows, open to the back. Um, you know, you, you okay. every once in a while have to climb up and get the wood out of the uh, the tinder and bring it down to feed it into the oven. So yeah, you it's warm and toasty in there because the firebox is so hot. Um, okay. But you are exposed and open air. Okay. A little, little roof um, on it, yeah. A little roof, okay, because I'm trying to picture it in my yes, head. a little roof. Um, like, for this, I mean, she, this is hard work, right? She's sweating. Right. I, I mean, I, I'll offer for you, Feruza, the first time you did this, it was really hard. Uh, now it's starting mm -hmm. to feel a little easier. Maybe you're getting used to it. Maybe, you know, maybe you've gotten some muscle from swimming around yeah. under the ocean for so long. You know, who knows? Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it, it okay. is definitely work. You are, okay. you know, you have not had a rest. You are still yeah. covered in salt and... And, and Maeve's a taskmaster. <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, you are, you, you and Maeve are still, you know, a little worse for wear here. Okay. Um, Maeve, what you see is you just see Fruza focusing because she really wants to learn how to do it. Her, you, if you look at her, her hair is definitely longer. Like it's, it's grown and you're, it, that, you would notice that. And you'd also notice that the, the blue marks on her face they just seem a little bit more pronounced. And she, at one point, she stands up and just sort of wipes her brow. And she's like, oh my God, how did you be, how did you even learn how to do this so well? I mean, you just picked book? it up. You read the book and you learned how to do all this? Simple instructions, yeah. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's like anything else. <sighs> Well, at least I mean, it's it's like I'm doing that it's complicated. Like it switches and levers, and you just follow the diagram, and it says to push this one and pull that one. And I'm impressed. And Maeve shows you on a number of the different gauges. There are little, you know, tick marks made with with marker or you know sharpie to kind of show like, oh, well, if the water level goes out of this range or the pressure goes out of this range, there's little yeah. gauges that you keep your eye on to make sure that nothing, you know, blows up. Okay. Well, you managed I mean, law school. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you could always have like a second or third, fourth, fifth career, like, you know, Robin, if you ever wanted to, because uh, I'm actually going to say I'm impressed. Does it look like I'm doing it right? Uh, I mean, so far, I suppose. Right. 
as long as I don't mess anything up, I think I'm, I think I'm fine. As you practice it, Feruza, you find there is a feel for it. You know, as as Maeve shows you how to, you know, break a little bit as you're going down a hill, there's a, you know, there's a little feel for it. It takes you a little while to learn exactly how to do it at the right pace. But um, Maeve's a good teacher. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was like, okay. Uh, I guess where's our, where's our next stop again? Uh, we're going to the... Uh... We're headed to the the bell, bellwether cap, the the iceberg, where we're going hiking oh, the glacier. Right. Because right. nothing sounds more exciting than hiking on a glacier. It's exactly what I think of when I think of hiking. Hmm, I think I'll just go hike a big ice cube. It's just that's that's the natural inclination for hiking. Is that where you usually go hiking? Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm totally fine. The cold never bothered me anyway. But, uh... Okay, Elsa. <laughs> ah, I love it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I hope I brought the right clothing. All of our stuff is still here, right? No one's been rifing through it like those little sprites that hang around this train. I don't know. We should check the camera feed. <laughs> Kidding. Pivum. Pivum. That's his name, right? Pivum? Pivum. Yes. Pivum. I think it's kind of funny that Pivum thinks that we're like the, the creatures of like fairy tales that he grew up reading about when like you're a garden gnome dude, <laughs> you know? I mean, I didn't expect to be a, a creature of lore, no. That wasn't what I was expecting when I woke up this morning, but... Uh, yeah. It feels good to be talking. Like actually Apparently talking. you did, Elsa. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it feels good to be talking to someone though. You know, like an, an actual thing that we can have a conversation with. It's true. Maybe, we haven't that found knows a lot, lot about people. things, you know. Besides but the mirror lady. There are still a bunch of things that aren't making sense to me. I, I still don't understand. Why was Steve in the mine? I didn't really think of that. But yeah, why was he down there? And frozen, like stiff. He only came to life after Hope and, and I if, molested him. we needed him. the watches, and the watches were on the train. Mm-hmm. Well, that's would... actually a really good question. And if Steve had to protect all of the rulers, and Talon was a ruler, why would Talon attack Steve? There, there were things here that aren't adding up. Great. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Because now I'm going to wonder. What else? What else is on your mind? Come on, spill it. I don't get to talk to you very often, so let's spill it. You talk to you're being attacked day. by something. No, we're actually being attacked by something or trying to figure something out or swimming in the water where we can't talk anyway. What else has been floating through your head? I mean, there's just still a lot of pieces in there. I think... I think that Jen isn't sure how much of what I'm thinking about me would have just... Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never no, mind. I, I literally have a list of questions that I have that I'm trying to figure out what... what may have put a piece together. Um... Mm. 
it just does seem there are just pieces of this that aren't adding up to me and Ivy was lying to us and I'm not sure why really you just no, sensed I... that she was lying or was it like, like a part of your yeah, it's tough to lie to, to someone who knows when they're being lied to you know what you would have made a really good lawyer a certain type of lawyer but you would have made you... a really good one Maeve. <laughs> Jen's gonna roll a dice. Gonna, gonna roll a jewel. Maeve bristles a little at that. Just a little. Um, but I suppose you like what you do. I mean, law school's definitely not an easy thing, but. Uh... You kind of think like some of my colleagues. <laughs> I'm not sure if I miss them or not, but yeah. Law school, it's uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of expectations. Yeah. Suddenly it goes dark. Any moonlight <laughs> dropped out as you enter a tunnel. Oh. Um, you can feel the sort of the heat and the smoke from the stack up ahead uh, sort of come through the windows. You know, you end up feeling like, oh, you can see why train engineers and robbers and stuff cover their mouths because it immediately kind of enters your nostrils and your, your, your lungs. Um, it lasts for about 30 seconds and the train comes out again into the open, but you can, you can sense much more certainly now that you have moved inland quite a bit away from the coast. Um, the mountains are getting more intense. They're getting taller. Um, and Maeve, as you're driving and as you're showing Feruza, you're starting to notice there's been much more of an incline. You're starting to, to, to do these really wide tacks as the train climbs in altitude. Um, it's even possible that as your ears popped as you were going down under the water, you are now beginning to feel that little bit of a pop and pressure change as you begin to gain altitude. Okay. Um, Is it getting colder? Are we starting to feel colder or no? Oh, yeah. it's it's always cold. <laughs> it's always very cold. But you're in the the cabin is remaining. You know this this engine remains warm as long as the the, the firebox is being fueled. Okay, that's fine. How much longer do we have till we get to? You're not sure. The ice. We're not sure. We're just gonna keep going until we. Until it would have been nice if a GPS kept working here. True. We're kind of just blindly, I guess, going to from location to location. I mean, sometimes I on do. On rails. <laughs> Stop it. DM wins. <laughs> no, but we're Put not, though. party literally on rails. We're, our party right, is literally, literally on, rails, on rails, and then the rest is sandbox. Because <laughs> it's the best game. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But if we hear nothing, right? Oh. <laughs> um, continue. Do we like every, but everything's peaceful, right? We don't um, see anything. Peaceful. It's it's actually it's a beautiful night. I mean, in comparison to some of these nights that you've had and especially the storm that came through. Yeah. It's I mean, you can see the stars. I mean, this storm just pulled all of the clouds out of the sky and and because there's not not much of a moon I mean, they are just bright, 
bright, bright, those stars um, in the sky and, and, and more than you've seen in your life. I mean, growing up in New York and these places with the light pollution, this is the first time you're really looking up at the star and you can see the, the, the haze of the Milky Way, those distant, distant stars, um, just an absolutely open sky stopped only by the dark crags of the mountain sort of reaching off on the right side of the train. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Pivim is saying, but this is, I mean, this is pretty nice for purgatory. Um, Certainly could be worse. Do, are we, um, do those constellations, they're recognizable to us because it's the Milky Way? Yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, I mean, I could only really ever find Orion's belt in the North Star, but yeah, you can see things that look like the constellations of Earth. Okay. But uh, certainly more stars than you are used to seeing. There could be, it's harder to find them because they are in a sea of so much more pinpoints. Mm -hmm. Maeve takes a second and sort of fiddles with her necklace and looks up at the stars as we uh, sort of clear the tunnel and yeah. go into that uh, the the openness of that space and and just you know I haven't always lived in the big city so this isn't something completely new to mm -hmm. Maeve but, but this is still probably even more um, remote than anywhere I've been before yeah 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 um, I'll right. offer for you there's one particular constellation that seems to just to just burn brighter than you've seen on any others. Um, hold on. I was gonna message you and ask yes. that. Um, <laughs> so I'm yeah. burn, you know, just so much brighter than, than you're used to. And they seem to form um, kind of the shape of sort of two bodies holding hands. Um, okay. When you were sort of fingering your necklace, Maeve, you noticed Faruza just staring at your necklace because she'd never really like paid attention to it before, but she's just looking at your necklace. Maeve has a bunch of necklaces um, that, uh, I, so I wear a couple of different body chains um, and uh, there were a few different layered necklaces that I wear. Um, but the one there that she was fiddling with is a uh, a, sil a simple silver necklace with um, just a hand on it. Um, okay. just... Yeah, so yeah, Fruz is looking at it and she just says, she like sort of reaches to where you like, do you mind? And she just sort of like- I, I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she just sort of looks at it. Which sound is in the shop? I like it. Nothing special. Kind of tuck it back away. You like jewelry? Or just chains in general? A, a bit. It's just one. I happen to like it. I mean, Maeve has a couple of different mm -hmm. rings and just there, there are a few random pieces of jewelry she wears. It's, um, yeah. Because only has the one necklace. I don't have it on right now. I should. That's ridiculous. But she has the one necklace that. Yes, and that's it. I mean, I've never worn a lot of jewelry, but I—I I mean, I, I like—I like the ones you have on, and I'm—I just didn't know if those had a meaning or anything, or just no. I—I I, I mean, I—I I just 
this one I found in a shop years and years ago and just I liked it mm. uh, the others are just over the years I've collected different things and I wasn't expecting to be wearing them for <laughs> this long but there you are um, and then some of the other things she's wearing are, are just kind of one is a, a, a vine uh, tattoo or, I'm sorry she has a vine tattoo on her wrist but there's mm -hmm. a, a ring of a vine that sort of echoes that that she wears. And then there's one uh, that's a crescent moon and a star um, that she wears, among other things. So just a bunch of different random pieces, uh, bits and pieces. Just decor. Just simple. They, they tend to be pretty simple um, and mm -hmm. not obstructive uh, jewelry. Nothing's heavy, but um, just, you know, the kind of things that you might and nothing is fine jewelry. I mean, she's she's not she's twenty, like early twenties. So you don't have the money yeah. to go yeah. early twenties working in a mailroom. You don't have the cash to go prioritize yeah. fine jewelry. So um, yeah, um, you have ivy. It's it's an ivy tattoo. Uh, it's or not ivy. It's a grapevine. Oh, it's a grapevine. Grapevine. That's yeah. right. I got oh this. Uh, I got this uh, on a trip to Italy. I just after college, I just I did my I went back to Europe and I, I just I was in Italy and might have might have had a, a bit of wine and there was a it just seemed fit. So you traveled a lot though growing up because mm -hmm. of your family and I think you said yeah so. my mom was in the army so we traveled quite a bit. So you said after college you went to Italy. What did you study in school? Uh, a lot of things. Communications. Mm. Communications. <laughs> well, I mean, do you like what you do now? Do you like what you do? I, it's, do you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I worked really hard to, and this is what makes it difficult about being here right now. And it's something that Nev and I've talked about many a watch. I am not sure how I feel about 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 that, what I, all of this. I'm not 100% sure yet because I've worked so hard to get where I am right now in this the law firm that I, I work in. It's not not easy to be a you know a, female, a junior attorney. This is, so I'm proud of it. Uh, at the same time, I like the fact that everything I'm doing here. There's no like. There's no. Uh, I'm so used to doing everything like uh, like in a pattern, sort of like everything's thought of and researched before I do anything. But here, I don't think at all. <laughs> I don't do any research before doing anything. And that's and do you, so- And do you like not thinking? Or do you prefer to think? You know what, man? It's nice. I, th I feel like I've spent my entire life thinking about everything I do before I do it. So here, it's like, um, the educated decision doesn't exist. You have to go with your gut. And that's new to me. So I'm kind of liking it. It's a difference. It's something new. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll help Maybe a better lawyer later on if I ever get back to where I'm supposed to be, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. I suppose. Maybe it'll help me understand some of my ridiculous clients better. And the Who's the strangest client you've ever had? 
<laughs> the strangest what? Oh, the strangest kind I ever had. Let me think. Luckily, I don't get to do a lot of criminal. Uh, although, when you first start working for a law firm, they do give you the kind of the, the kind of crappy cases because they want to see that you're willing to be a team player and take them. So I did have like the situations where, you know, someone's cat attacked someone else and they're suing them for it. Or uh, yes. you know what I got a lot of the infamous cat attack cases. <laughs> yes, I got. You know what I got a lot of bidding. A lot of situations where couples split up and they're trying to do the the family thing. You know, who's going to keep the dog? Who's mm. going to keep the cat? Sort of thing. So you, you went through divorce law and torts and now Ooh, you're in family yes family law. i do family now yeah i stay i'm <laughs> just distinctly in family now so i do a lot of a lot of family a lot, of, a lot of divorce and one thing you'll find in my so no cat divorces though cat custody. no but there is custody agreements with cats and dogs mm. you'd be surprised but the, you'll notice one thing about a lot of people in my particular angle of law, we tend to not get married. And it's because divorce law is so crazy. You know what I mean? This is a bizarre conversation to be having right now, but yeah, interesting. I've gotten pretty good at what I do. But um, I do, it would be nice one day to- prenup? You don't understand how, um, how, how, how many, Pages long, those can be, especially depending on the couples that I'm working with. Some Fair of enough. Look, no marriage is a social construct, and you don't have to do it if you don't want. Exactly. It would be nice your to Your relationship love, is between you and your partner or partners. It's your call. So, do what you want. But just saying, if you want it, if you ever found someone you wanted to get married to, it seems like you could, you could figure that out. You're a smart woman. I am, aren't I? Doesn't seem like you'd earn that what that word on your sweatshirt there. You <laughs> like to wear so much. Show it off in case anyone wondered what you were doing in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's serious. You know what? I, I seriously got a wardrobe of these from my family when I graduated. They were they were so proud of me that they just I just bust. So I was like, let me just bring these on the trip. Remind people that I kind of know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, they mean nothing here. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You know what, Maeve? I would love to be in love one day. I never have. There's something with my emotionality that I'm gonna have to work on. That's something. Maybe maybe there's something I can learn here in this wild. But have you ever been in love? Like really in love? <laughs> maybe. I have not. Well, I hope that if that's something you want for yourself, that you can find it. Hmm. We haven't get out of here. Or, we don't Or maybe out. you find it here. Maybe you find it with Piven Bandicoot. Maybe you will be Feruza <laughs> Bandicoot, attorney at law. Feruza Bandicoot kind of has you a ring to it. The most... Uh, or Piven Armstrong. So or Piven Armstrong, <laughs> attorney at law. <gasps> I'll definitely need a prenup. <laughs> I have you, no idea what he comes with. <laughs> as you've been having this conversation in Feruza, you, you know, there have been intellectual uh, revelations, emotional revelations, but you're finding the more you run the train and the more that Maeve's, you know, 
uh, jewels and tattooed hands kind of help you find the feel for it, it's beginning to get easier. And even during this last conversation, you've been able to really talk with Maeve and let your attention shift and still by feel run this train. As 6 a.m. begins to come around, you feel fairly confident that if Maeve were to leave you alone, you would be able to run this train on your own. And it is the end of the first watch if you would like to pass it along. Perfect. Who's next? The let's go Neb with and Silas. Yeah. Um, now they do not know how to run the train. So if you want to bring it to a stop, <laughs> they can keep the engine warm so that the electricity yeah. and everything keeps working. But uh, they, as of now, do not know how to run this train. Should I like a test my skills and stand for 30 minutes and give him a quick tutorial, maybe? It, they need they need two to three hours. They need to watch for two to three hours in order to be able to do it themselves. Oh my God. So we're gonna have to, all right. Well, I, I guess we're just gonna have to, do you feel like you need some sleep? Or do you feel wide awake, man? I'm, I'm, it's been a long day. Yeah. If you don't sleep, you'll be pushing. All right, yeah, I, I think we need to sleep. We're gonna have to park it for a minute. And then when uh, Nev and Silas are awake, they can just make sure nothing comes aboard. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then the next time we'll have to figure out, the next time I will, I'll, I'll try to train someone. I mean, I'm sure Robin would be up for it. She knows 400 different career. Just add this one to the list. Unless she already knows, she might. Oh, uh, she yeah. did work as a train engineer, but it wasn't, I, I don't think she was ever a conductor or drove the train. She just mm. worked around the train or what? building the train or both. <laughs> Making model trains. Uh, she worked around the train. The making wedding dress trains. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll, we'll 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 just park it, and then uh, with Maeve's bejeweled hands and tattoos, she's going to <laughs> coax the train to a perfect stop. It's very gentle. It stops along uh, where literally the edge of the mountainside, you know, has been sort of cut out. There's a fairly you know, steep drop down below on the left-hand side and a pretty sheer climb up to the right. The train has stopped really right on the edge of this mountainside. Um, snow everywhere. You can see the forest down below, uh, but you are above the tree line. Where you are here now, there are no more trees. Um, as you head back, you can wake up Neb and Silas. Yeah, it looks like a safe place to stop, I think. All right. Um, Bruce is going to go to Silas's room. And is the door open or closed, Silas? Nope, oh, you're uh, muted, Silas. It's open. Pivum is in there as well. Yes, oh. Pivum is curled up in the shower. Oh my, he is? Is he really in the shower still? Yeah, he's curled okay. up in the shower. Bruce is going to like, first she's going to walk and then she's going to be oh, quiet, tiptoe towards the bed where Silas is and like pick up like a towel that's folded up and kind of like You're swat playing. him with it. You're being uh, swatted away. Up. Yeah. Your All right. turn. All right, okay, okay, all right. You don't have to, wow. Are you, you are always trying to hit me. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Right. <laughs> sure this one I wake you up. This one I get you up because you yep. do have to take. We Maeve and I brought the train to a stop, but uh, you guys are gonna have to just make sure. I guess it stays stable while we're sleeping just for a oh, little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I know how to shovel coal, so yeah, we're all good. Should we leave that in the shower? Should we wake it up? That is. Well, you know what I mean. Crash, pivum, <laughs> bandicoot. Yeah, and um, I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere anyway. So, yeah, I think we're leaving him. I mean, I don't know how Silas slept with it, but all you hear is. I'm gonna reconsider this engagement. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I'm used to it. Um, I, uh, I I I had a partner that snored like a sawmill, so completely <laughs> fine. Very used to it. Did you sleep okay? Did you have any dreams? Oh yeah, I always have dreams. Like I don't always remember them, but I I am a very prolific dreamer. This this time I was saving some orphans. Um, you know, I, I will say that I flew though. Like I was flying in my dream, and I don't often do that, and it just kind of just makes me wonder if I'm going to be able to do that one day. But, uh, that's what I was going to we'll say. See. Maybe it's something that's coming next for you. It might. I mean, I'm lifting heavier and heavier things with my mind. And I've always said that telekinesis is the best superpower because all these polls that they put out there with people, it's ridiculous. Always, always at the top of the list when people, you pull 100 people, what superpower do you want more than anything else? People will say flying. And they're completely thinking about it wrong because you don't say flying, you say telekinesis. Why? Because if Why? you become good enough at telekinesis, then you can fly because you can pick your own body up and move it, which is And throw yourself? Well, I mean, no, it's like hovering, levitating. It's just like, and you see Silas at this point in time uh, just uh, <laughs> kind of picks up something and he's just kind of like move, moving something around. And he's like, it's just moving. It's just moving something bigger around. That is flying. That's why telekinesis is by far the best. You know what I would say, Silas, if someone asked me what my superpower, what my like wish list of a superpower would be. Okay. What would it be? This says a lot about you, so think carefully. It says a lot about me? Yeah. All right. It would be the ability to manipulate time. Oh, okay. <laughs> if there's all right, share. That sounds good. <laughs> um, and then Silas is like, all right, I guess you need to get some sleep, right? Yeah, yeah. And I like to rewind and go back to about 15 minutes ago. I think Maeve may have, made, may have left you some coffee up front. And she's saying this <laughs> as she's walking to her room doing this. Yes. Yeah, coffee as, as you is just garbage. As you go and get into your bed. Uh, there is a marked difference from the last time that you tried to sleep in this particular bed. You do not fit lengthwise in your in your bed any longer. I don't, or he doesn't. You, you do not, Feruza. Oh, I don't. <sighs> and this is this is the first time in like a familiar space where you're like, hmm, first night, I fit. You 100% do not fit. So unless this train shrunk. And she's sitting there just sort of looking and she curls up in a ball and like just shakes her head and puts her head down and starts dreaming about like giant people. <laughs> she's like, 
what is happening to me? And, and just falls asleep. <laughs> Maeve, do you get Nib? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so I'll go mm. and knock on the door. Maybe and she I answers. Uh, I heard Silas and Feroza talking. They, they're. I think they were talking about flying. Hi. Hi. I'm Hi. not flying. I can't fly. I don't know why they're flying. Flying would be easier than planes. Usually, that's a quicker trip. But unfortunately, I can't help with that. So, uh, it's your turn to keep things warm and working and safe. I can do it, especially since I'll have Silas to tell me what to do. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be, be fine. fine. It'll be it's fine. It'll be fine. Don't go running around outside. I just if you can both stay put. Why am I telling people? Why do I feel like a parent telling people i'm gonna go to bed yeah go to bed this has been a long day when i'm it, telling uh, y'all to be responsible good night and i just walk off to go to bed. As, as she walks off neb can't help but like as soon as she's alone for a second like poke her head out a window mm. why why have i been told not to run around is there still stars pretty immediately First of all, as you stick your head out, you see the, you know, the sheer immediate vertigo as you see the fairly sheer drop off the side. Uh, you know, oh, the that's left why I'm not supposed brain. to go outside. Okay. And as you turn and look up to the sky, yes, indeed, you see this incredible. Now it's just beginning to lighten up a little bit here at 6 a.m. Um, you know, the sun won't rise for a little bit longer, but it's starting to peak. And so, you know, not quite as dark and brilliant as it was for them at three. I'm going to run over to the, the front of the train. Silas, you're making your way towards the, the engine is real. Yeah. I mean, I just, I start, you know, pu putting wood in or, or right. whatever has to happen to keep it. Yep. Going. And you pull down more tinder, more wood from the tinder and keep, keep that fire going. Um, you two can just get comfortable in the engine room. Oh, there's no comfort. Neb comes running on in. Is Silas, Silas, Silas. How how yeah. long can we leave the the fire unattended before things get bad? Um, I'm not really sure. When I used to roast marshmallows, it was like you know probably 30 minutes before you had to mess with it. But I'm not oh. really sure how a train works. I mean, marshmallows have got to be a good barometer, right? Can't you just Stick like start fires, maybe? Like I so. Like, yeah. I, if it goes out, is it the end of the world? Can you just start it again? Well, I'd rather it not go out because I... I stick a bunch of wood in there, and then uh, I want you to help me get on top of the train. Why? Well, because I've kind of been trying a couple times, and I haven't yet. Oh, I looked outside. Okay. I just want to... I want to I wanna look outside, and I also kind of want to... The last couple times I tried to get on top of the train, I failed miserably. Okay. But you say, know, say, say no more, say no more. Okay. Um, and uh, then Silas goes and grabs like you know, kind of a, a bundle of wood. It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, way too much probably, but he's like you know, uh, completely acting fine with it. And then he does telekinetically like lift a couple more and 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 start you know walking with those in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he fills it up as much as it will fit without uh, smothering <laughs> the fire. 
Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, great. You've right. stuffed it full of wood. All right, we can go up there for just a little while, but like, do you have a watch or something? Because I definitely don't wear them. I use my phone, but my phone has been gone for several days now. Uh, same with me. So no, we're just gonna have to be good and only stay up there for mm -hmm. a little bit. So I'm I'm counting on you to That's keep not an a good eye. Idea, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll be okay. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be absolutely fine. All right, and I'm gonna. Neb is intentionally going to the place where okay. all those days ago. Uh, Silas climbed up to the top of the train and then had his little adventure hanging off the side. Absolutely. Right. Um, okay. So that's over the top of the, you know, the compartment car. Um, so yeah, you guys head back through the, the, you know, guest and, or sorry, the um, staff and dining area, uh, find that ladder. Now that the train is stopped, it's much easier. It's very cold to the touch that metal um, as you grab it because that's just open and exposed. So as you you know you but you can climb it. Um, and so now, do you want help up? or you want to do this by yourself or uh, I mean, a little bit of both? Can you make sure I don't fall off the cliff? Because <laughs> the last it. time I fell off of this, it just hurt and I hit the tracks below. And the first time, I didn't even get a chance to try and. I don't know if Maeve was worried that I was going to do this, but she distinctly told me not to go running around outside. So I'm not going to run and I'm not going to go out that way. I just want to go on top. Got it. Okay. Okay. Ha have at um, it. I've as you get up there, on you. there is snow. What you've noticed though, immediately as you look at it, um, it's ice. This snow has frozen on top of this train. Um, you know, certainly some of the areas are melting because inside it is warm, um, but it's a pretty well insulated train. Um, so it is quite slippery up here, but there are lots of handholds and things to grab onto. And I'll climb on up and find a spot. I don't, I don't even think she'll fully stand up. She's trying to okay. be that careful, but okay. immediately like look back down and go, come on, come on, come on. All right, we we can't stay up here long. Like, I mean, we need to make sure everybody else stays warm. But no, it, absolutely, Silas absolutely. is climbing. Yeah. Okay. As you uh, find your way up there, um, you know, finding staying on your hands and knees so that you can hold onto the railings to get you some more stableness. Um, but you can kind of find a little rut and find your footing, um, and you can look forward and backward. You are on the edge of not quite a cliff but a very, very steep mountainside. Down below, you can see the, the forest as it stretches out. A bit of the ways behind you and to the left, you can see the, the bay way off in the distance there. And you know, again, even further out just to your left, you can see some ocean, but it is quite a ways away. You've come, you've come inland a good, a, good, uh, a good bit. Once Silas has joined Neb on top, she's going to just flop onto her back and look straight up. Yeah. Um, the stars are glistening, uh, twinkling you doing, almost. Uh, you can feel the cold, you know, on your shoulder blades and, and your back and the back of your legs as you lie there, but it almost doesn't, it almost, you can't tell if the, the chills going up and down your spine are from the ice or from this vision of the sky. Silas, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, okay, okay. Give me perception checks, both of you. Oh. You can do that for me. You got it's a it. Two. Great. <laughs> uh, it's a 25. All right. Both of you lie down, head to head, you know, 
with this like puzzle piece fit as you look up at the sky and right at the edge of the 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 western skyline um the opposite side of where the sun is rising you see just the hint of a purple greenish glow in the sky um which you immediately begin to recognize the aurora borealis um just a tiny little bit of streak it looks like waves in the sky like a like a shoreline um uh, a wrinkle as it begins to sort of the the sun begins to hit um and illuminate um it is absolutely magic okay ma'am it, it, it was a good idea silas i've been waiting since we got on this train. I mean, maybe not to be on top of the train, but to, to do this, to see, this is, this is why I came. This is why I was convinced to come. To see the Northern Lights or to just see the stars? Any, any of it, any of it. I've only ever been in New York City. And when I get stories about any of this, I couldn't really see any of it because the light pollution was too bad. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a country boy. Um, and so I grew up, you know, way outside of cities and uh, used to be able to see the stars. But then when I moved, you know, even closer to Atlanta and, and some of the places I've, I've lived over the years, just just it isn't the same. So it does take getting out away from away from all the hustle, the bustle, the lights, and uh, you see things like this. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's something special. And Neb will just kind of lie there watching for a little while. Mm -hmm. I think she'll try to be conscious of how long they're up there and maybe like the, the snow and the cold will help, but... About She's 10, 15 minutes pass, and I'll offer you, Nib, uh, you are pulled out of your reverie by a whistle. Seems to be coming from the engine. Oh, no, we broke something. Silas. How can we break si anything? We're up Silas here. Is gonna, Silas is going to uh, jump down and, and try to get down uh, right. very quickly. <laughs> Give me a dexterity saving. Oh, no. It's very icy. Please do not fall nice. off this mountain, Silas. Please, please, Silas, uh, no. He'll catch himself. Um, all right, let's see. That is uh, just a straight uh, a dexterity saving dexterity throw. Saving throw. Um, that will be uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. All right, you managed to hold on. It's Your feet slip a little bit out from underneath you on the ice of the roof and the cold, icy railings as you pull yourself down, but you have a pretty good grip um, and you're able to get yourself down safely to the, um, the, 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 the interlocking between the two trains. Um, do you want to run through the train or on the, on the, on the track? Whatever the fastest way to get to the whistle would be, but I am going to turn around. Neb, Neb, come on, come on. We need to make sure that we didn't screw this up. I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I will make my way down. I'll yes. be slightly more careful. Maybe safer. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I want to try to help her if I okay, can. I mean, fantastic. I imagine it's not too tall that he could almost reach her. Right? Yeah, you can reach her. Yeah. It was just because you did it fast. That yes. We, you know, <laughs> being more careful, Neb is able to pick her way down with your help safely. Um, you do think jumping down and running along the side of the train is going to be faster than opening all the doors and making your way yeah. through the inner, uh, you know, inner parts and then taking that, you know, 
oh, the, the pass through in the tinder. Um, so this way you jump down onto the gravel on which side? Do you want to go on the cliff side or on the mountain side? Uh, whatever is closest to not falling off. So I assume that's the mountain, right? Mountain side. Okay, Chris, yes. you jumped on the mountainside. You were in this narrow chasm between the side of the train and the rocks. As you begin to run down the side, the echo of that whistle getting louder and louder. As you come up towards the front of the engine, you can hear it getting louder and louder. There is some sort of steam pressure that is just wailing through this, this whistle. Pretty soon it is probably going to wake up the rest of your party. I do I know how to release Climb that? right up and check and yeah. you know, climb up. Um, let's do... What, what do you want to do when you get into the engine room, into the into the engine cabin? I mean, is, I, I don't know what Silas has actually observed before versus what he is. Is, is this something new? The, you have not seen, you have not heard this before. This does the, not, not sound like whistle. the train okay. whistle, you know, to, for crossings or anything. Well, like yeah, that. I mean, I'm just going to get up there and try to Give me an determine the source of the. Uh, <laughs> I I would love to that. help with that. I think I think look as well. Yeah, Neb is, is basically I have like a plus four. A plus four? And what's your, your investigation plus or your mm -hmm. intelligence plus? Uh my intelligence plus is a plus three. Okay. Um both of you just dash up into that engine room and start looking around at everything. There are so many little uh, 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 wheels and levers and pulleys and strings hanging from the ceiling and gauges everywhere. You just begin checking all of the gauges. And like Feruza, as like May showed Feruza before, you can see that someone has marked with a Sharpie places that are the acceptable ranges. As you begin to look at the temperature and the pressure the temperature is way up past the line of the range that it is supposed to be, and the pressure is through the roof. In fact, you can see the glass itself at the top of that pressure gauge is vibrating. Okay, That's... we, we, we got to cool this down, I think. Okay. Do, do, you, do you have anything that can do that? Um. I mean, you don't just keep like a we bucket of water. water. I, I don't know. And, and so Silas is going to, um, he like, um, is there a bucket of some sort? Yeah, sure. Somewhere. Okay. So uh, um, he's going to telekinetically, uh, you know, float the bucket out towards mm -hmm. snow, but then mm -hmm. he's going to, with uh, his real hands, uh, <laughs> start just literally taking snow and throwing it inside the fire to just see if we can get it colder. And then, um, you know, basically putting the bucket out there for, for Neb if she wants to, uh, you know, try, try to do it and then he can float it back and forth. Okay, great. Silas, as you go and open up the firebox door, a gust of hot air and flames bursts out. I need another dexterity saving throw, please. That's a 19. That, that is a 19. You are just able to throw yourself off of the train as this fire explodes out of the firebox, just filling the whole engine room full of smoke and fire. You throw yourself to the ground. You're still going to take half damage on this. Hold on. Okay, that's only going to be four fire damage on that. Um, Oh, no, okay, yes, the four will be fine. Um, as you throw yourself to the ground, just avoiding the major burst of that fire explosion, Neb, you are down on the ground, having not come up yet near this bucket, having seen, and the fire is just roaring out of that firebox, filling the entire engine room with fire. Um, I, I got a bucket full of snow, but that seems like it's going to need a lot more than a bucket full of snow. What, what, what do we got to do? Um... 
I, I mean, I don't know. We just need to get it get it down. Um, so so I you know we need water or snow. So even if it's little, we're gonna have to do something here. Well, I got I got a bucket. Um, how filled with fire is the engine room? I mean, it's all coming from that firebox door, which is right at the center at the bottom of the engine room. Now, you could get up there fairly close, but you're going to be in danger. And, and, you know, getting close to that fire, it's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a trick to do it. I think as soon as I mean, Nev there's going to realizes- be some kind of poker or something like that in here, right? That people put the... Um, that people can mess with the fire while it's going. Is that so a there's a, there's a, you know, there's the shovel that you've been, you know, there's a okay. shovel and a poker, to, you know, kind of combo that you've been using to, to sort of move the, the um, wood around within the firebox. Okay. Um, but you still have to get close enough. I'm going to telekinetically it. lift the shovel. Okay. And I can use the shovel just as if I was holding it and I'm going to start, uh-huh. you know, trying to, um, <laughs> Keep, keep air from the fire as much as I can. Uh, okay. I, I literally just put out a fire in a fire pit yesterday on accident. So I'm trying to do it on purpose. This time. Gotcha. And Neb, um, Neb yes. is going to, she's holding the bucket yes. and I'll get it cooled off. And she's going to jump in and try to throw as much snow into the All right. As, as you climb up into the heat, um, getting as close as you can, please make a, you can make an, an acrobatics or a dexterity check to see if you can sort of dodge the flames to get close enough. Let's see what happens. Uh, that is a six. That is a six. Um, you get in there, you throw some snow Good. into the firebox, immediately the steam that comes off of that um, as those come forward, you take 11 hot fire damage um, as this begins to just sear onto your face and your skin um, as you get close to it, stumbling back. Um, make. <laughs> um, do you want to get down? <laughs> j- 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 just just stay, stay back, Neb. It's, it's fine. Like, and, uh, try, try to find more water if you can. Otherwise, I'm just going to try to smother it in here because I don't have to get close. Yeah, I think she stumbles yeah. out. Uh-huh. Ah, ow, 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 ow. And she'll immediately go maybe jump in the snow, trying to help let the cold of the snow begin to sort of, you know, uh, cool down those burns all over your skin. Um, uh, Silas, you do notice that with the snow in there, helping to dampen some of the, the flame with what you're doing, with raking it, getting out some of that extra wood and extra fuel, it is now finally starting to abate the whistle sound is beginning to go uh go away um and you know if you were to be able to kind of just peek in and and around the side see any of those gauges things are slowly dropping uh the more you continue to do this i got another bucket i i think we're i'll i'll take the bucket i'll drop the shovel for a second and grab grab that from her tell with telekinesis and then float float it over there and and dump it all right uh your your tag team system here is finally bringing that fire down to a more uh stable level you can see that the 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 engine cabin itself is now habitable um as you look at the wreckage up there there is soot 
uh, on everything. Uh, anything that is wood in there has been, you know, um, scorched uh, with this sort of small explosion. But as you look inside the firebox and poke around in it, you do not, you, you believe the firebox itself is intact. Um, but I'll say with some of your country knowledge, Silas, um, you do know that if a boiler gets too hot, there can be problems here. Um, but it looks like as of now, everything is, is uh, its internal workings are still intact. Well, that was awkward. I'm so sorry. I didn't think that it was going to get that bad if we just took a few minutes. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about trains. Like it's, it's all uncharted territory here. So it's, it's fine. I mean, I think what I'm most concerned about is, uh, you know, I took my last blood pressure medicine pill today, so I don't have any more. Oh. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go in a place like this. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hope for the best. Well, you've got magical healing. Can yeah. you magically blood pressure? I have no idea. I, I, I don't know how to even do that. Like, I'm just, that's why I'm trying to, like, you know, meditate. And, you know, you all thought it was just, you know, trying to airbend or something. That's not what it's about. I'm trying to, like, uh, you know, just kind of goosefraba, kind of calm myself down a little bit, you know, here or there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I tried to spread them out a little bit, but um, I only took a few with me because we were supposed to, mm -hmm. you know, be home by now for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm sure it'll be fine. Do you did, did you get hurt? You want me to take a look at that? And then bef before um, even says too much, you, uh, you, you see a little bit of kind of greenish light uh, come, come out of the ring and uh, it's going to restore... Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. It's a total of eight uh, hit points of damage. Okay. She's going to look at that and go, well, I was going to say not so much, but I guess I, I, I guess it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I saw, I saw you get a little bit of burn there, and uh, that that's not comfortable. So. No, no, add it, add it to the list. I mean, I'll, I'll take it for, I mean, I don't think you should have gotten burned for me wanting to go on top of the... The train, oh, no, no, I'm not worried but... about that. I mean, it was, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it was worth it. There's something about stars. I don't, I don't know what it is really, but there is something about stars. Like it's, uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure that, you know, from, from a net perspective, my blood pressure probably lowered a lot from the calmness of looking at the heavens. Um, and you know, it raised a little bit with that, but, uh, you know, probably again, just overall a net, uh, a net lowering. So. So we're I probably mean, good. A, a net lowering would be good, but also a, a net you not getting hurt would be even better. Yeah. And you can see she's she's holding, now that you've healed her a little bit, she's holding her rock in her hands and just kind of playing with it between her hands. And then as she's looking at you and you're talking about stars, it's like some of those stars start to come off of her rock and swirl a little bit in front of her and uh what you got going on there uh you're gonna get is that it okay two health back <laughs> oh, you you feel oh no it's yeah 
get two health back as there's just a, a font coming up from where she's holding this rock of like swirling. Uh, it almost looks like the the Aurora Borealis outside. It's like the, the greens and the purples swirling up from it. She's like, yeah, maybe this will help a little bit. Yeah, well, that's that's nice. So, I mean, is this new or have I, you done this before? Uh, this is the first time I've done this, but this is also today's kind of a day of firsts. Yeah, it is that. It is that. Right. Uh, and if you stay there, you'll, you'll get some more back because it lasts for a little while. So you get another two health back. And I, I think she stands there because <laughs> you, you took at that point, I think it, it'll heal you and she'll just kind of watch it for a while until <laughs> it goes away. I mean, okay. this is pretty nice. Did that lower your blood pressure? I mean, not being burned probably I, lowered I, your blood pressure. I don't pressure know. Lower. I don't have a cuff with me because, again, like I didn't, I didn't think, uh, you know, but but I, I don't know. Maybe they have one in one of the compartments on this train. I mean, I know that we kind of tore it apart, but I wasn't exactly looking for that because I thought we would be home by now. But it's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, and who knows? I might, you know getting some better shape and you know all that maybe it won't be as you know big of a big of an issue i mean we, we're, we're all like inches away from death like all the time in this place so i'm sure it'll be okay are you are you sure is there anything i mean despite the fact that i just dragged you on top of the train and then we almost blew up the train you, besides that yeah, is there... i don't get drug anywhere i don't want to be drugged so don't don't worry about that so I appreciate you helping me get on top of the train and finally seeing that. But are you sure you're okay? I'll I mean, be fine. It's just it's just been it's just been a while, several days. Like I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to to figure out what on earth is going on with this stuff. And um, you mean what on earth? Eh? Yeah, what on earth? Eh? Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll. We got a lot of answers to things, but it's a lot to chew on, right? It is. And, you know, that's the thing. When I when I reached out to Ivy's mind, it was uh, it was really alien. Like, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she was telling the truth, but I, I I don't even know if I would know how to know if she was telling the truth, because it was just like it was just. I, I, I don't know. I've never been trapped somewhere um, for, for too long, except for, I guess, the last, what what is this, like 10 days or something? However long we've been here, I feel like I've been trapped in this place, but I haven't been trapped in, you know, a mirror um, mm -hmm. and only get to go outside once a day for one minute or whatever. So I, I imagine that has an effect on the mind. Yeah. And it sounds like she's alone except for the bowl. So that we've been lucky to have each other. So I haven't felt yeah. trapped at all because I've had all of you. Yeah. And at the same time, it sounds like if she's to be uh, believed, it sounds like she, you know, I feel like she was truly in love with Julian. And so I don't know if she still is or not, but feels like she lost something there. And I know that that's not, that's not, uh, uh, you know, that's not a party to get through. Do you think you just need some more experience 
reading people's minds in order to parse that kind of stuff out? I don't know. Possibly. It, it, it is potential. But, you know, at the same time, I try not to, um, I mean, I accidentally have picked up some things here or there from all of you, but it's not like I concentrate on it because I feel like that's, uh, you know, uh, that, that doesn't feel, uh, you know, right to do that. Um, I appreciate so, that. But if but, you, if you ever want to work out your mind the same way that you were working out your muscles mm -hmm. with Feruza, you could always ask. Okay. Well, I, what, what if I try to read your thoughts right now? Okay. And right. Neb will just like, she just plunks and sits down on the floor because she doesn't exactly know what to do. She'll just sit and be like, sure. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to do it now. It, it shouldn't hurt. Uh, it's just things that I pick up on and I'm, I am going to, uh, you know, kind of hold my hand out and I don't have to do that, but like, I'm just trying to cue mm -hmm. Nev into, uh, you know, that, that it's happening and um, start and, you know, I, I imagine I'm picking up, you know, stars and uh, yeah, Northern Lights. Yeah, your and, surface <laughs> thoughts, Neb. Uh, at this very moment, my surface thoughts are, well, so I wonder if you could just hear me when I'm just thinking in. <laughs> okay, he can just hear me. I wonder what else he can just hear. I wonder, I wonder if, and then she'll picture in her head, um, yeah, she'll picture the the stars and the aurora that we saw. It was pretty of, special. Wow. Okay. And out loud, she'll say, "I I don't know what else to to try. I feel like this is one of those fun magic tricks, except it's why, like real why, magic." Why don't you think of a number between one and five thousand? Okay, I'm thinking of one. Thirty-three. That yes. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I was going to ask how'd you know, but then I mean, you're reading my mind. Okay. You know how I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm going to stop now, but but because you know, I can. I think I can. It's like it's a little bit of like a pressure thing. It's almost like um, uh, I can't explain it because it's not. You know, it's it's mental, but it's almost like pressing your hand up against you know a window maybe or something. And so it's like when I first press up against the window, I can see anything inside the window, right? But then, like, if I want to touch or smell or taste anything beyond the window, like if I want to go deeper than that, it feels like I've got to push through the window. Now, I did that with that octopus, believe it or not. I did that with the octopus, so I don't know yeah. exactly You mean the big one? The one that got into the... Yes. The, okay, the habitat. Yes, uh, but I think that's because an octopus is really, really smart. I saw that Netflix documentary uh, on that, right? Right. And so I, th I think so, but then I couldn't do it with a shark. And so I think that it's got to be like, I don't know, you know, some kind of creature that uh, maybe reasons or something. So I, I feel like I could do it to a dolphin, for instance, but maybe not to a shark, right? And so, um, but... But the thing is, is I don't want to come up against that window inside your head and push through because it's, it's like a pressure thing at that point. And I don't know if it'll break or not. But I mean, you know, if we ever come up against a threat, I uh, certainly would make sure that we are all protected if, if, if I needed to do it. But uh, there's just no need to, to, to do that right now. And throughout this whole part of this conversation, Neb's surface thoughts are looking out the window of the train to mm -hmm. see the 
the trees as you're talking about pressing up against a window and she's remembering that moment in where Robin put her burnt hand up against the cold window and then they saw the little fairies. And then as you mention animals, all of those are, she's picturing them in her head. And then there's these idle thoughts of any of the animals that you mentioned that uh, she hasn't turned into. I wonder if I could turn into that. And then- I, I, um, I think you could, and, and Silas just keeps forgetting that he's uh, just right. you know, reading the surface thoughts and yeah. he's like answering questions as she's, she's putting them forward. Like, yeah, I mean the, the, the little pixies or, or snowflake fairies or, or whatever they were um, really aggravating. <laughs> and it just keeps, it's no, like, I, 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 I still keep wondering if you could turn into a dinosaur too, you know, and he's just like, like kind of responding <laughs> to all these, uh, these popcorn thoughts. Yeah. As you guys yeah. continue through this, the sun is rising. Time is passing. You're enjoying the, it's almost fully risen at this point. Well, so I, I appreciate it, you letting me practice there. Yeah. Uh, if you want any more practice, just let me know. I mean, we've all got to practice, I guess. We've all got to get used to whatever it is we can do. And I mean, I'm counting myself super lucky that we've run into Pivim and I've got someone else I can ask about at least some yeah. of the things that I can do. But you still, like any new skill, we got we to gotta work it out, right? Absolutely. And I'm not doing push-ups with you and Feruza. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I need to. I need to. Out of blood pressure medicine. All right. All right. Uh, but I guess I guess let's uh, get you to bed so that you can get in uh, the get rest the of your rest. Get to bed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep your blood I'm, pressure I'm real low, you know, just very calm. Goose what was that fraba. word you used? Goose the fraba. Goose, go, goose and goose fraba. And if this is like the tail end of that, yeah. she's now picturing a Canadian goose in her head. <laughs> just like, oh, those are big. I not that kind. Not that kind. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> And yeah, we'll go. You make your way back. Um, one of you can get Robin. One of you can get Pivim. Uh, I'll go I'll get go Robin. Get Pivim. He's in my room. Yeah, he's kind of there. Uh, Silas, as you enter your room, you don't hear the snoring. In fact, you see Pivim um, already dressed, uh, sort of rooting through some of the towels, uh, drying himself off. He sees you enter. He goes, I took another shower. Took another shower? Yes. Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much water we actually have in here, like at any given time. So one of the things that you might not know, Pivum, is that, uh, you know, when you take a shower, it draws water from something called a hot water heater. And if you do that too much, then other people who might want the artificial rain aren't going to wow. have, you know, warm rain. So we we'll just run out. Yeah, uh -oh. so so uh -oh. just cool, cool your jets a little bit on the showering crash. Got it? You got it. All right. But it's it's, it's your turn watch. for watch. Yeah, Miss Robin should be waiting on you out there. Ah, exciting. Everything okay? Yeah, every, every everything's fine. Everything, just no incidents of any sort. The boiler was perfectly fine. Fire did not. He looks uh, at blow. you. He sees, you know, quite a bit of soot and things along your your face. Uh, if you have not looked at a mirror since your incident, he goes, well, there's enough magic. You should take a shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I will when I wake up. And then Silas goes and lays back down. <laughs> uh, Pivim leaves the hallway and starts walking down the hall. I'll Good knock on Robin's door. Miss Robin? Oh, yes. Come in. Okay. I feel like it's very impolite to come walking in on somebody, especially 
here when we have doors and I'll come on inside. <laughs> You'll see Robin is, is just putting uh, a picture frame kind of into her trunk and wrapping it in like a little quilted blanket. You know, you might notice it was of a man, um, a very kind eyed man. Hello, is it my turn already? It is, although you're already awake, so you're ahead of me. I, I had to be, <laughs> I had to be woken up by loud talking, and then I, I feel like I just woke up now, but now I'm gonna go to sleep. Yes, get some sleep. The sun has been up, so I've, I've been up. It's, <sighs> I'll start my watch. Thank you. A okay. tiny little man steps into the, uh, the light coming from outside and says, "Good morrow, my lady." Oh, good May morrow. I accompany you to the engine. Why, yes, of course. How chivalrous of you. Come this way. And he walks. I mean, it takes like six of his steps to keep up with one of yours. <laughs> um, but You're the, in good hands. Have fun. And I'll go collapse on my bed. Sleep well. <laughs> Did you have a good rest? I slept so well, I dreamed of sugar plum fairies. You seems. did. I never dream. <gasps> you never dream? Rarely, or I never remember them. I wonder why. Curious. Ah, it's probably for the better, right? You're Keep... probably right. Oh, well, you're very agreeable. <laughs> As you make it up towards the uh, the engine room, you know, going through the pass through Tinder here, it's real easy for him. This is wide open <laughs> spaces for him as he makes it through. Um, but you can see something happened in this in this engine room. It is soot everywhere. You know, all of the gauges are covered. Um, but you know, that firebox is fine. It's still going. You can, you know, see that the that, uh, things have been taken care of, but it's it's dirty in here. He goes, oh, you all need a maid. Yes. Uh, you know what? Everything seems fine. So, and, and Robin will reach into her bag mm -hmm. and she'll pull out, you know, like a cloth <laughs> and, she can, and she'll start just kind of cleaning up the gauges so that they can be red. Great, great, and great. And she stops for a second. She looks down and she says, Kivum, mm -hmm. I know you're quite small, but does my bag seem bigger to you? Maybe he I'm walks just... up towards it. He says, mm -hmm. well, I haven't ever really seen your bag much. Uh, it's a big bag. It is big. It's, it's bigger. And, and maybe I'm just shrinking. I am getting old, they say. Oh. Happens in old age. And she kind of like I rolls her shoulders. I'm partial to mature, ladies. Oh, well. Hmm. So my, my heart is taken, but I'll take the compliments. Ah, yes. <laughs> People like, like wine. Get better with age. I do appreciate that. Uh, especially now when I think being in this cold has made my skin tough. And she's like rubbing her skin mm. and it just feels tougher than she's used to. I just haven't been putting on my lotion like normal. I, oh, this wilderness stuff. It's, it's the salt water. I'll think of a million reasons and it's not because I'm getting older. Pippin comes over and looks at the, you know, the roughness on the palms of your hands that you're speaking of. And he says, oh, the better to dig with. Now you can garden without gloves. This is the true calling. Oh, you're speaking my love language, Pippin. 
and and she'll start to talk to him about gardening. Yeah. Oh, (sighs) he lights up. He knows everything about gardening. Um, You share your tips and tricks back and forth. He can tell, you know, he even, he jumps off and he can put his, you know, he puts his finger into the dirt and taste it. He can tell you exactly the nitric concentration of this particular soil and what you could do to to augment it, to make it better for whatever type of thing you're growing. Um, He is just a font of vegetative knowledge. Robin will uh, pull out her, she's got her gardening tools that she takes everywhere and she's going to show them off and be like, oh, what do you think of these? They're brand new. So we have things like this, but these are incredible. They're huge. And he looks down at your your trowel, which is probably (laughs) as tall as his shoulder. Uh, He says, ah, I could dig a a hole for a bush in in an instant with this. And Robin will once again reach into her bag, kind of having to dig a little deeper than normal because it feels a little bigger. And she pulls out a little packet of tulip seeds. And she's like, have you ever seen tulips? Yes. These lovely, we call them the cup flowers. Oh, how lovely. Well, in my absent-mindedness, I forgot to plant some at the last place we were. I'm trying to leave a little bit of myself at every stop we go, and I forgot. So I'll just have to plant double for the next place we go. Oh, this is this has been a wonderful idea. Now, in the cold... I don't know what we can do. I suppose the seeds, we plant them now. Someplace deeper than the frost. This will be hard. But see, that's the whole point, Pivum. You know, you 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 plant them with all of your love and everything you can do to help them. And then you just have to let them go and see if they can survive on their own. It's it's a it's like a so simile for life, I like to think. Hmm. Are you sure you are not a scribe? You can tell stories. Oh, I don't know about a scribe, but I did spend some time working at a library back in my day, and I would read stories to the children every Sunday. It was my favorite, favorite pastime. I see. Well, you remind me of uh, one of my sisters, although she was much older than you. Oh, you have a sister. What's one of your sisters? One of my sisters. I have many, many, many siblings and cousins and nieces and nephews. Wow. Well, I I don't want a stereotype, but the garden gnomes in my garden, the family grew richer and richer and further and further until my garden was filled with, with garden gnomes I don't even remember purchasing. It's like they were just... Growing out of the ground at some point. Oh, you're telling me you have you have you have bandicoots like me on Erte? Oh, of course, with the hat and the beard and everything. It's a spitting image, and oh. we love to have them in our yards. Oh, are they pleasant folk? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they could listen to you talk for hours. I can oh, remember spending yes. hours in my garden just 
talking, talking, talking the day yes. away. Harold and the Coots would... are good listeners. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And uh, they're really fun to hide around in the bushes and in the trees so that people just get a little surprise every once in a while. They look extra close. You really do know all about us. We love hide, hide it. You gotta hide is the best game to yes. play. Yes, it is. So as you all, you know, he's, you know, picks up a few twigs to throw into the fire whenever he can. Um, but you'll be having to do most of the shoveling of the fire. Um, but he kind of, you know, keeps an eye out and he's looking around and, um, you know, he's he's been in this area before. Um, so, you know, Pivim will tell you some of the stories of his treks, his hiking around this area that he has done. He says oftentimes he will transform into another animal in order to make better time. Um, so if he can transform into a coyote or a rabbit, something fast, um, he will do so so that he can, he can, you know, run as quickly as possible from place to place and better blend in, uh, just in case, um, any of the the scary forces of this of the veil um, end up coming upon him. Vivim, you are so brave. This this land is beautiful, but to trek it alone for so many years, I oh, it breaks my heart just thinking about it. A little little glistening in the corner of his eye. He says, "Well, was not was not my choice. I'm lost here." I hoped to find Erte. Now that I have found it in you and your friends, I hope to find home. If there's anything we can do to help, I'll make sure that we do. Um, yeah, he, he smiles at that and nods his head um, as the time continues to tick on through the morning. Uh, into midday, the sun rises up above. Um, even though it is still cold out, you get a little bit of warmth from that sun, and the rest of you begin to rise. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, randomly, out of nowhere, like using thaumaturgy, if you are somewhat awake, <laughs> if you're somewhat awake, you just hear like bellowing through the car. I don't want to eat it. Like just out of nowhere, randomly. I just think Neb is, Neb is probably like half waking up <laughs> and like, you know, still in kind of pajama tops, but was putting on jeans and, and, oh, um, uh, Faruza? And she'll go running out in like bare feet and pulling up jeans. Faruza, what are you talking about? And Fruz is sitting up in her bed and you see like her, her feet over the edge of the bed. And she's like, I just had the worst nightmare. And I, I don't remember what it was about, but I was, it, it, it caused me to have like this, just, I felt forced. It was weird. It was um, vivid, but I really, I, I can't remember what the dream was, but it, was, it wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare. You, you, I, I felt I like mean, you something, were, what? You were yelling something about not wanting to eat something. Oh, that's weird because I just had a nightmare that some very, very loud woman abruptly awakened me from my, my slumber with yelling, I don't want to eat that or whatever. Silas, I have no idea where that's a strange dream and I don't know why you would have had it. I don't know. It's like, I, and I don't really know what it was in reference to. Is Silas in the doorway? 
saying uh, that? Yeah, Silas is, okay. is definitely making his way out. He was yelling that down the hall, but he's like, <laughs> so, so what's going on? I don't know. I feel like there's maybe, maybe there's something that I was supposed to know in that dream. I mean, why would I? I haven't really had that many dreams since I've been on this trip. Why would I have a dream like that? Silas. What you, did you say? Ex, like specifically, what did you say? I don't know. I, I, I guess I screamed. I didn't want to eat it, but there's there's something. Um, there's something. No, I didn't want to eat whatever it was. I yeah, don't but remember. Was it but mayonnaise? I, I don't like mayonnaise. That's true. And that would be a weird thing to eat by your by itself, though. Yeah. Some Maybe there's something that we're Silas. This I wanted to ask you. Okay. I remember a while back you said you were learning how to probe thoughts. Oh yeah. He's getting real good at it. Oh, you want you want me to see if I can uncover what happened? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, do you do you have the ability maybe to like seep into like subconscious like things that we don't even know we're thinking? Maybe I'm I don't not know. exactly sure, but I I could try if you want me to. Is it dangerous to you to do that? No, it's not dangerous to me at all. The only danger is that I see something that you don't want me to see. I didn't think of that. No judgments, though. Yeah, no, no. I, trust me, I've done horrible things. Okay, so, so no, I'm I'm not offering. You know, in one of my favorite shows, the main character was throwing some darts one time, and he talked about that you need to be curious and not judgmental. So I don't want to be curious by either. being curious. Yeah, Veruza, I can at least tell you because we were having a little bit of experimentation last night it it didn't hurt it was fine he didn't do anything he was okay because I, I have to say i have not really dreamed at all since i've been here but this particular dream there was something in there that was i guess it must have come out wrong out loud but maybe there was something it just stands out i don't know maybe it's nothing but do, do, do you want to try it i mean i'm willing to try if you are okay what, what, what i have to do now, remember, with this, I, I want you to try to look into, like, my subconscious, like, the part of my mind that that I may not be aware I'm thinking. Maybe it's in there. Uh, okay. And, and one more time, uh, Neb, did you hear her clearly? She said, um, I don't want to... I don't no, want to I eat did. it. What yeah, no, saying? I don't want to eat that or something like okay. that. She, like, very insistent and loud. And, and yeah. Are you ready, Faruza? Yeah, what do I, what, what should I do? Yeah, She's just, just sitting just, in bed. Just relax, like, yeah. just, just relax. And I'm going to try to detect her thoughts. What okay. do I get mm -hmm. at a surface level? At a okay. surface level, Perusa, and then if he decides to probe deeper, you can choose to automatically fail the saving throw that we'd normally make. Oh, yeah, okay, so, okay, so yeah, roll, let's see. See if you can <laughs> roll yeah, yeah, that's fine. Roll yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, no, it's a, it's it's a it's a saving throw for you. Oh, it is. It'll be a wisdom saving throw of fourteen. Okay, for you or me? For you. Oh, for me. But you okay. can choose to fail it if you're going to allow him. Yeah, to if you deeper. if yeah. you if you succeed, then I have to stop and yeah. and I can't dig any deeper. So yeah. so you if you if you want to just let him dig deeper, you can just choose to fail it. And he okay. will, you will then tell him. So give us a little bit of flavor on your surface thoughts. And when Silas makes his dive deeper, Pass you can tell you. 
what he finds in your deeper, more subconscious thoughts. Okay. So when you're at the top, first, like you're just transported into a dark room by yourself, like dark, it looks like, and there's like all of a sudden a projection light, like you've seen TV movies that do that projection light. And you see a little girl sitting at a table and she has an empty plate. And then all of a sudden on the plate, there, there's like some liver and onions or something, just like something like that. But then it disappears. And then all of a sudden, everything just blinks. This is, you're going deeper now, right? Uh, if you're allowing you're that, ready. yes. All right. Yeah. And then you're in like a farmhouse somewhere. And everyone in this train is in the farmhouse with you. But everyone's just stuck frozen. And there's out of nowhere like this big set of eyes staring at everybody. And then you're just stuck back in the room. <laughs> um, okay. Um, what? What did you see? I, 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 before I try to explain it, I want to just throw out there that I am just a messenger here, that, that, that I am reading what is coming out of your mind. Okay. So I, I just make sure that, that everybody's on the same page. Is that is it just uh, Neb and uh, Faruza still at this point? Um, yeah, I think Robin and, and, and Pivum are still up in the engine room Got as it. far as I know. Okay. Uh, so Maeve, it would just be if you have heard the commotion or anything and come to talk. Yeah, I think once everyone starts screaming all sort of very blearily. <laughs> just what? kind of. I think I poked my head out when they were all yelling and then yes. back into my room and got dressed and then came out once I once things probably had calmed down a little and I'm coming in with my coffee just sort of like <laughs> yeah and so um at first so for instance to explain this as Neb was um you know letting me explore some surface thoughts last night I um, it's almost like I go there. Like, I feel like I'm projecting almost like, you know, I, I don't know, not necessarily my body, but like myself there, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, astrally like professor X, you know, kind of a little bit. And so it's like, but, but I often like end up in a place. So when I did this to the octopus, it was like, I was, you know, basically in some kind of underwater cave or something. Like when I went in there with Neb, it was like this wide open space, like, uh, like, like almost like I was, um, you know, uh, unfettered, like, like, like I was in the sky almost or something. But then with you right then, I was taken into just like a super, super dark room with like a, a single light. It was, uh, it was like, uh, you know, 11 in stranger things almost for a second. It was like, you know, just like nothing there. Uh, um, and, okay. and then somebody put, I don't even know what this stuff was. It looked like it what? was like, just like feces on your plate, but it was, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Like it might've had onions in it, but it looked disgusting and it was on your plate 
And, um, and Neb's and, not awake enough for this story. <laughs> I know. Sorry, not Neb. I'm sorry, I'm Maeve. Maeve is not awake enough for this. No, and, you know what? Neb is not awake enough Neb's for that either. <laughs> and ultimately, there was a little girl there, and for whatever reason, I felt like that was you. So there was a little girl sitting at a table in this dark room, and they put some kind of junk on your plate. And so I would assume maybe that's why you're saying like, no, I don't want to eat that. But then after that, I pushed a little deeper and then all of a sudden we're in like a farmhouse or something and all of us were there. So, so, you know, the heroes of the veil or whatever we're calling ourselves, like yeah. everybody was there. Right. And yeah. all of a sudden every, but, but everybody was frozen. Everybody was just frozen, not like ice frozen, but frozen in place. And then these giant eyes, I haven't seen much of anything like this before, but these giant eyes were just there watching us. And then I, 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 I came out of it. I, could, I couldn't go any further. So again, I'm just the messenger here. I'm trying to tell you what I saw inside there. I have no interpretation for it right now, but just letting you know what I saw. That's what it is. I have no idea where the, the beginning of that came from. It's probably something I have to think about further, but I don't mean to alarm everyone, but... but no good, nothing good ever comes <laughs> out of that sentence. This is going to be good, yeah. But we appreciate I mean, we, the warning. We, <laughs> we left the water. And we're, we're totally fine right now. For all intents and purposes, we're totally fine, but there's a weird feeling I have that there is there there's something that's that, that's watching us watching maybe I'm us? wrong maybe what I'm talking about I don't know but it's a weird feeling I have and I think that somehow that is that thought has seeped into my subconscious Frieza, every, my mind I don't Frieza, every time you have gone through something like this and you've doubted yourself you've been right so I think you just need to trust yourself I mean yeah if, if you yeah. say that you think we're being watched, even if it's just your subconscious, then I'm going to trust your subconscious because your subconscious has been right about a bunch of things. I, I, I don't disagree with that point. Maybe, maybe I don't disagree. But I mean, I will just kind of offer up that we all do interesting things and th interesting things happen in our minds when we're afraid of something or, or anything. Yeah. And, and I'm just saying like, what I am telling you, I, I don't think there's anything magical about it that like confirms how real it is. I'm, I'm talking physically real okay. here. Um, but so, so I'm just saying that this is what your mind is saying. And, and I'm just putting out there again, it could absolutely be real, but I'm just saying it could be, you know, some paranoia that's, that's coming from, we've been through a really, really that's strange true. experience. That's true. I mean, I, I did kind of go through some craziness in the water as well. You're right. You're absolutely right. I wonder right. if I, I, I wonder if Robin's ever been like a, a an assistant to a therapist or something. She Neb said is she gonna was get up. Robin starts taking off. So Neb is actually going to get up and walk in that direction and be like, "Oh, Robin, I think need your help," and she'll go yeah, get, get Robin. Up and go. All right. All right. Uh, so thank you for that, Silas. I mean, I don't like I said. What? Maybe it's just something. What did the eyes look like? Yeah, you, you explain that part because yeah, I, all I remember hearing oh, yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually read your mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, 
like they're, they mean, they're, they're not human eyes. They're not human. So, but they're definitely two eyes. So whatever it is, has two eyes. But it is two, but I'm not human eyes though. Two eyes. But they're definitely um, like this year. I'll offer um, <laughs> vertical slits. Oh, okay. So Silas is definitely going to say that then if that's what <laughs> I said. Like they, they were slitted eyes, vertical slits. So we're talking like, I don't know, snake-like, could be dinosaurs. What the heck? I'm, I'm, I didn't I'm look sorry that I don't have anything else in my head. That just, it was just a dream. I don't, I don't know, I, I guess. In the farmhouse of the kind of, you know, where you saw everyone frozen, the eyes sort of appeared to be kind of floating above in the darkness um, above, you know, it was a very, it was a very like dusty shafts of light kind of room. And so you could not see anything other than just the glow of these vertical slit eyes. Did I get the impression, you. did I get the impression that they, but because again, especially at this point, mm -hmm. I am used to seeing myself mm -hmm. astrally. So mm -hmm. like not actually there, but projected there. Mm -hmm. Did I get the impression that the eyes felt like they were physically in this space or were they superimposed or projected there? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, it does make okay. sense what you're asking. Um, Alicia, if you agree with me, I, you yeah. know, I, I would answer to say probably more the latter. Mm -hmm. Less that yeah. there was something literally there and more that something mm -hmm. using some kind of yeah, I was just trying to make sure that it wasn't like some large creature in the hayloft, <laughs> like looking down on us or something. Some, someone who was not um, experienced with the kind of astral projection type thing that you do might have thought that. It looked like if you were to look into the woods and see the, the you know, the reflective um, eyes of a creature in the darkness, it looked like that. But because of your particular perspective on this... Perfect. You're pretty sure these were not attached to something. I'm going to share that with everyone as well. Mm -hmm. Well, that's unsettling. All right. It's all right. I, I honestly, I did not want to shake everyone up. I just wanted everyone to have a nice sleep and a good morning. And I guess I just woke up out of a sleep with that. Wonderful um, top of the morning to everyone. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. More so weirdness. It must be a Wednesday. It must be. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it Christmas? Yeah. Oh, it, it is, is Christmas. Christmas Day. Yes. Happy Santa Christmas here is to everyone. Very strange. <laughs> yeah, it was just Santa. You've heard the song, right? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So good for goodness oh sake. Oh my God. That horror movie of Santa with vertical slit eyes <laughs> watching you from another dimension. You better watch out. The dude from Zero Latitude. Um, all right. Nope. Uh, nope. 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 <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Uh, are you all making your way to the engine? I assume you want to get this train running again. Yes. Mm -hmm. It'll right. find yeah, you. So, hey, at some point last night, listen, now I'm just going to spill the beans here. Um, I messed up and put too much wood in the furnace. That's not we, what we happened. Had, it is not, exactly what happened. No, I put too much wood in the furnace. No, that's and what so you guys doing the, here. <laughs> there so wasn't there was an accident because I asked Silas to go up on the roof with me. And so I it was still my decision to put that much wood in there. So I put was, too much wood in here. It kind of had a minor explosion. Um what are you, what we are you got guys it doing under control. Hey look, uh, 
Have you seen the stars? Oh, well, I mean, you can't see the stars it's right now. It's far too early for this, and I just walk out to go get more coffee. <laughs> he leaves the room again. Pippum pip stands and goes, well, it all seems to be working, so it's okay. It's working okay? Yep. That's yeah. where Crash, okay. you tell him. See, and, uh, it's, it's like Simon Robin says. Ms. Robin here fun. cleaned up all the gauges. Spaghetti spam. I can't believe it's we didn't fine. clean up after ourselves, Neb. Like, that's ridiculous, honestly. I'm sorry, Miss Robin. We should have wiped off the gauges. <laughs> we should have. We were just busy doing other things. Also, I didn't know that any of that could be wiped off. I kind of thought it was all burnt for good. I, I'm being honest, <laughs> that's where I was at, too. But but yeah. I'm glad that they wiped off. Thanks, Miss Robin. Oh, also, of course. Let, I love cleaning up after people. It makes me feel like a grandmother. Well, that's good because we need a lot of cleaning up after. You wouldn't happen to have been like a psychologist assistant or a, a, do anything in mental health dream or, or dream interpretation or any of that? I did do some dream interpreting during the three weeks I was a psychic, but that's oh, yeah. the three weeks. So what do you think giant disembodied vertical slit eyes staring at all of us frozen in place in an old abandoned farmhouse. What does that mean? It means that you, you probably had pizza for dinner. <laughs> what? Rosa, did you have pizza for dinner? Maeve comes back in and she goes, dinner. We had, didn't we have like biscuits or granola and some berries? <laughs> what kind of berries were <laughs> really good one. May comes back in and says, it, it, it means that it's 2.13 in the morning. Someone was telling you about how someone was watching them all the time. And then you went to sleep right afterward. You're welcome. Can we get this and as we said, it's Christmas, so it could have been <laughs> Santa. getting the train going. How far are we? Well, we're still the same. We didn't go anywhere, so we're still as far as we were. You did about three hours of traveling. Yeah. Maybe this time we should all watch Maeve. Let's just hang out. Yeah, while we're here, don't you, Maeve's going to jump off the train. <laughs> okay. I will offer that. If you want for the next three hours while Maeve drives, if you all want to observe, <laughs> we'll knock this out in one. And, and Feruza can help. This is precisely how I envisioned my Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I was going to go Silas get Chinese food starts, in a movie, but that's usually what I at do. At some point, Silas is definitely going to, uh, it's like loud as hell in here, uh -huh, like all this playing uh -huh. around. He's like, silent night. And he just starts like caroling <laughs> and trying to get other people to sing. And if he doesn't get anybody else to sing, he starts doing minor illusions to chorus his voice uh, with different yeah. harmony parts and everything else. Pivum doesn't know hear. the words, doesn't know the song, but he's entranced by it and starts to try to harmonize as you get through other things. But his voice is horrendous okay I mean, it is like bullfrogs singing after along. i see my buddy crash yeah. start to to yeah. try to dig in here <laughs> i am going to actually using minor illusion i'm going to start broadcasting the words that we're about to sing onto the wall with a little bouncing can, ball on top yes that's it that's it and so oh, i because i want him to know the words like encoding thoughts. All is well. You've been doing it, Crash. All is bright. Perfect. 
I've never gone <laughs> caroling before, but that this was is so probably... calm and bright. Thanks, Evelyn. <laughs> As you begin to reach the the height of you're just going through all of the Christmas songs that you can remember with the little bouncing ball, um, it's a it's a real like festival of celebration in this uh, train as you're all watching and learning from Maeve. Um, and as you begin to close out that three hour time, you can see a station off in the distance. Um, <gasps> about five, 10 minutes of continuing to ride, you begin slowing the train down immediately to sort of you know, take away some of that um, space, some of that speed. As you come to a stop, this station again is literally just a wooden platform on the mountainside because it is again, quite a steep drop off on the right. So on the left, there's just a wooden platform at the height of the train. Um, that you can step out onto and has some ladders taking you down into the snow, but you don't even really need them because the snow pack up here is very, very thick and high. As you look up, <laughs> between two ridges of the mountain is a humongous glacier. It is riddled with cracks and crevices where the weight of the snow has been pushing down and creating these spaces within it. Um, it glistens blue in the sunlight because of the denseness of this ice uh, and the way that it's absorbing the, the light. Um, all you see is a small, thin, icy, rocky path. There's an arrow that goes left and an arrow that goes right, and it seems to walk all the way up around the ridge, around the perimeter of this glacier. Um, you can pretty much see the whole path as it circles around the bowl of the glacier. Um, up towards the top third, it juts in on a very thin path right along the edge of the top of the mountain, which is a very sheer cliff. Um, so it is quite clear that this glacier that might have been higher just strafed all of that rock off until it settled in this sort of basin. Um, and if you know anything at all about <laughs> glaciers and geology, in the next few centuries, probably it's on its way yeah. down further. Um, but this is where it has settled for now. Hey, 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 Silas, Silas. <laughs> yes. You want to make a bet there's something we need in the center of the glacier? Yeah, in the absolute worst part that we could possibly have to go to, that's where that damn shard's going to be. <laughs> oh, I... Well, it's probably no, a they bad just idea. leave it right on the platform for us. They make it easy. <laughs> just I mean, open just doors, with, sitting hey, right there on a lovely velvet pillow with hot cocoa. We're going to go this to a forest true. at the end, and it's just going to be like, oh, hey, you did all this horrible, horrible effort for the other four. Here is a present with a bow on it. And you open it up, and it's a mirror shard. I'm sure that's what the last one's going to be. <laughs> As this conversation is going on, Neb wants to take a really good look around the the platform that we're on mm -hmm. uh looking for any type of plaque signage information and then investigation if there's, check if there's still time she wants to see how deep the snow actually is investigation <laughs> before we get off yeah. the train i i know that i had the book that i was looking through for information and uh -huh. we were going to go get gear before we go as well so uh -huh. i want to uh -huh. make sure we do both of those before we are 
on the path out. Yes. Silas okay, is so definitely Neb... not wearing these weird pants or shorts. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. So Neb, oh. you, if you, you're going to stay on the platform, essentially, which is right up next to it looking for this. Yes. Um, and the rest of you will head to the gear, the, the luggage car to sort of see what you want to take. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so Neb, yes, give me that investigation check. 14. 14. Um, so there is no signage here. Um, uh, it's quite worn. This does not look like very many people have trekked across this little platform. It is covered in a, you know, a, a, a sheet of ice. Even you feel in your sneakers, you have a little slip and skid. It's very difficult to walk on this and stay stable. You're holding on to the train to keep that yourself from falling. Um, as you get closer over towards the ladder and can kind of lean over and look down, um, you know, underneath the platform, you can see that, you know, there's a good three, four feet. Um, this ice pack, there's snow that's probably three feet, you know, two to three feet deep, but the ice pack beneath it, where this glacier kind of takes over, because here it's still rocky where the, the train tracks go, that is impossible to tell from where you are. I don't know if Piven's still around or if anybody is still around at this point before Neb goes mm -hmm. inside to also get mm -hmm. appropriate shoes and everything, but she'll look over Piven and go, I think the snow is higher than either of us are. I, I, <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm probably not gonna be trekking through it on two legs. He goes, Lucky we got our special talent, huh? Do you have a suggestion for what? Because I was going to go wolf, but I don't know. Like, what's good for running on snow? Um, Pivim sits down almost like he's going through the Rolodex in his mind. And he goes, big flat feet. Big flat feet. Duck. What do you think? I was <laughs> thinking of a goose last night. Goose. Goose is a great idea. I mean, they're really mean geese, too. I could probably yeah. defend everybody as that kind of goose. Okay. High intimidation. Oh, I mean, have you seen the inside of a goose's bill? That's horrifying. Uh, seen all right. it. I've been it. I can make it. <laughs> oh, I haven't yet. I guess. I guess I'm going to find out. I don't know. Well, let's go get some gear with everybody else. <laughs> He'll turn and walk with you. And he turns to you and he goes, he looks at you and goes, Penguin. Oh, I can slide. You know what? When we get to the top. It won't be very fast. Well, not up. But when we get to the top and we need to come down, we'll both penguin and I'll race you. I'll race you. Eat my dust. Eat my, Eat my snow dust. <laughs> Eat my ice. Eat my ice. Is that a thing? I don't know. Well, it's going to be a thing now. <laughs> it's a thing now. <laughs> All right. You all head back to the luggage car. Um, Eat my <laughs> as you begin to look through things there there's you know plenty of things you can use to stay warm and you know that kind of stuff that you can find i believe there are only two crampons that you found um if i remember last time we were we were looking at things and three snowshoes does that sound about right i thought i looked up my notes but i might be wrong that um maybe what we took hang on what you took it. before yeah, let me look. Um, three snowshoes, I think. Three snowshoes, I thought, yeah. Yeah. But I can Hang on. I have it. I thought there were only two, so we're going to go with, with what everybody else <laughs> is saying. I mean, all I have is a, is a brand new mug with the Polaris logo on it. And that's really all I need. 
Um, wait, were we taking? The, are we looking before the mine, or we're looking before? Yeah, the, I think it was before the mine. Yeah. Before the mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, the wolves. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, da, 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 yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I have three crampons and three snowshoes. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. And I can't remember at all what a crampon is. What is crampon that? are essentially, they're um, little attach, they're like little chain attachments that you can t- like fix onto regular shoes and they have spikes. Oh, yeah. Got it. On mm-hmm. the bottom so that you can walk on ice. Chains for your feet instead of for your This is what I had from last time. What we had available. Yes, that's what I have. So three crampons and three snowshoes. That's what I have. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Perfect. Two tents. Yeah. I knew we had the five sets of harnesses, but I thought we. Oh, we still have the harnesses. We didn't. That was before we went in. Now we may have less. You, yeah. I mean, the harnesses yeah. were on you, so you still have the harnesses. What you don't have is the rope any longer. Yeah. <laughs> you lost a lot of rope. But yes, you have three crampons and three snowshoes um, that you can split between you to try and travel on this kind of terrain. Um, snowshoes are going to be better for snow. Crampons yeah. are going to be better for ice. Um, Pivum looks over to Neb and goes, we won't be needing any of that, will we? <laughs> Probably not, but you know what? If I learned anything from uh, our last little adventure under the water, it's good to have them ready just in case. Um, I don't know about you, but I get knocked out of being an awesome wolf very easily, and so I would like to have something on my feet when that happens. <laughs> Fantastic. But I'll 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 take whatever is left over, whatever you all want to go for first, and then I'll just. I'll just wear whatever is left over and then turn into a goose. Okay. Yeah. And at, at this point in time, you actually see um, Silas has uh, Silas is wearing another pair of Jordans that are not the Jordan you know, 12s that he had been wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to stick here. So I will use crampons, I guess. Okay. Uh, if, if yeah. we need that, but um, it's okay because these are, are the least valuable. And so if they get ruined, it'll be okay. All right. So he's taking a crampon. Yeah. I think Feruza needs crampons because I don't think this, will take a snowshoes crampon. are going to be the right size. Okay. <laughs> I mean, snowshoes uh, are big. They they adjust to different sized feet and boots. Um, crampons, we have Silas and Feruza. I mean, it's going to be you or me there, Miss Robin. Um, Robin actually uh, has slipped away. Mm. So she's kind of let you all okay. divvy up because she, she'll take whatever's left. She wants to make sure everyone else can do it. Uh, she comes back from her room and she's wearing a knitted shawl and it's of turquoise and greens and like a, a just like a a mix of all these greens and lacy like shawls and she's like looks like she's just bundled up and ready to go out into the winter so oh, she's wow. all right you make that, Miss Robin? okay oh this i wish it came from my aunt rosie so she made it and I've kept it for years. And I just think this is the right time to be nice and cozy as we go. Cozy from Rosie. <laughs> Aww. Well, it's gorgeous. All right. So Maeve, do you want to take that last set of crampons? Sure. I'll take All the right. last set of crampons. There's a snowshoe uh, pack left for you, uh, Robin. Okay. 
We'll take the, you know, uh, Pivum and Neb can take the other two uh, sets of snowshoes. And the group of you, if you can grab food and things like that, we'll sort of, you know, all those kinds of things, natural sort of uh, uh, backpack kind of things. We'll say you have those basic supplies packed up and ready to go. A little extra, maybe you've got, I think you probably have 50 to 100 feet of rope left over mm -hmm. you can bring. Si um, Silas is going to make sure that mm -hmm. he brings something that could cut some of that reinforced rope um, okay. uh, with, with him as well. Just want to okay. kind of call that out ahead of time. Sure, sure, sure. Um, there definitely there's a, a couple of, you know, really good like hunting knives or like, you know, strong sort of that kind of thing um, in the, the with the other equipment uh, that you can grab. As the six of you make your way out onto that icy platform, looking up at this huge glacier in front of you and these narrow paths, icy rocky paths going off to the side, um, you'll have to decide what you want to do next, next time on Children of Erte. Thank you all so much for being here. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Josh. Thank you, players. Thank you, everybody at home. And uh, please remember that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Erte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.